Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with John. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Are you tired of the uh, intro? No. No? You're still good with it? Yeah. Okay. We can switch it up if you want. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I did a long time ago. <laughs> um, this is Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, where I, Joshua Rubin. And I, Noel Deneen. Uh We come together every week. We choose a topic, we uh, go our separate ways, we come up with incredible ideas uh, for getting rich on said topic, and then we meet up in front of microphones, Mm -hmm. and we spew those ideas out of our idea holes, and uh, projectile spew the ideas. Projectile spew the ideas. We projectile idea all over your (laughs) brains, people. Um... (laughs) We uh, uh, give you these ideas for absolutely nothing on how to get rich on a very specific topic. And uh, we don't really ask for anything in return. Uh, We don't ask for anything up front. Not like, as I've said before, these shysters, these shills, these scumbags on the Internet who love to take your money by selling you stuff. Praying on you. And then blaming you if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. It's like an abusive relationship. It is. It's it's like every father-son relationship that's out there. <laughs> um couldn't tell I had a therapy session today. <laughs> <laughs> um they try to take your money before giving you anything. We do the exact opposite. We give you everything. We give you so many varieties of ideas. If you go through our, if you go through our backlog, mm-hmm. our uh, archives—well, it's not archives because it's all up there. Yeah, if you go through it all, you will find every single episode something fresh and new. Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah, it's like real estate might not be your bag, boom, but maybe poop is. Ah. Uh. Poop might not be your bag, oh. but maybe electricity is. Oh, yeah. Electricity might not be your bag, oh. but how about vampires? Ah. <laughs> Finally. I want, I want to do that all, the, the entire show of me just going through everything and you going, oh, yeah, oh, like that, <laughs> just your reaction to that. Uh, but there is something out there for everybody, and if we haven't hit it yet, tell us what it is that you want, and yes. we'll, uh, we'll go through it. Um, but at some point we're going to hit on everything. There will come a point where we actually run out of topics before mm-hmm. we run out of ideas. We will have a unified theory of rich. I think we sort of already do have a unified theory of rich. Uh-huh. I mean, I definitely think uh, if if people were to listen to all of our shows, and I recommend you do that. Yeah. Uh, in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> one sitting, binge through a whole, <laughs> it's a 132nd episode. Uh-huh. So 132 hours. Yeah. In one sitting. You could do that in a day. Come on. Right? If you if you play multiples all at once. Yeah. There you go. Um, 
you will see that there are certain uh, certain themes that come up again, yeah, and again in our ideas, yeah, uh, because there's only so many ways to get rich. <laughs> really, I mean, if you think about it, oh, I, I am going uh, into uncharted territory today. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, uh, I'm going into s- s- probably well trodden territory, but you know, it's always nice with it with a. Uh, similar idea, but but new stuff. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, the point guys, being, guys, we uh, we don't ask for money up front for these ideas. We mm-hmm. give you these ideas. We we hope you connect with them, and then you take those ideas. You get that inspiration. You look at us as mentors. I think is the way to look at us, and you go off and you get rich. Yeah. And because of your passion for the idea, because of the novelty of the idea, because of the sure. Uh, fired uh, 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 guarantee that you will get rich with these ideas because we've done all the uh, the legwork on it. Really, heavy lifting the the brain heavy lifting. Yeah, um, not the physical. No, we've done, <laughs> but we've done all the focus groups with ourselves. We've done all of the thinking uh-huh. on our own. Yeah, uh, you know, you're going to get rich super quick. Yeah, and uh, once you've gotten rich. And you're sitting around and you're just laying in bed and having bills dropped on you and just sort of sleeping in $100 bill blankets and uh, setting, lighting your cigars with $100 bills and $1,000 bills and flying around in your private gold jet that has Trump emblazoned on the side of it. Uh, and you start thinking back to when you were poor. Yeah. And what that was like. Yeah. And man, how did you ever get through that time in your life? And how did you get to where you were? Like, how did I do this? I mean, it was a lot of hard work on your part, but something sparked you and you remember, right, get rich quick with Josh and Noel. I feel like I got to give back, give back to my, my community of wannabe wealthy people. And when you do that, then you know what you do? You write out a check to Josh and Noel for 10% of everything that you've made. That's right. After we give and give and give, and you sit there and take and take and take. Wow, you woof. And then you become rich off it? That's when you reach in your pocket and you get out the checkbook and you write a check. (laughs) 10% of everything you've made. Tithe us. I feel like that was a little too angry. (laughs) For our audience, I don't. I feel like you are yelling at them. You're reprimanding Good cop, bad them. Cop. Is that what that was? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I it is a to... proven technique, Josh. <laughs> to get people to tithe. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> it's true. It's just that uh, the preacher is the good cop and God is the bad cop. Yeah. Right? Is that how it works usually? Yeah, who or knows? the other way around? Could be the other way. I guess it swaps depending on uh, what fire and brimstone is being preached at a given time. Yeah. Um, but that's it, guys. That's all we ask of you. And I don't think that's asking a lot. Sure isn't. Yeah. So, you know, we've done 132 episodes. We've, we're two and a half years into this, a yeah. little more. Um, quite honestly, uh-huh. uh, there are clearly some tithes that have yet to be paid. There's a few. <laughs> There's a few because we have gotten an army of people rich by yeah. this point. There's no doubt about it. I would say at least one an episode. Oh. At very least. Yeah, at least one an episode. And I'll give 
the the last thirty two episodes some time to get to, to the percolate. point, right? Yeah, but the first one hundred, sure, are by far they got to be, especially the guys in the first twenty, the top, the the original twenty. Oh, they got to be rolling in dough, like obnoxiously rolling in dough. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go, guys. That's what we do here. We and have better odds than the than the lottery. Yeah. You have better odds of getting rich listening to us than buying lottery tickets. Don't you have better odds of getting hit by a car? Than yeah, but you're never going to get rich ticket. getting hit by a car. <laughs> I think you've proven that one. <laughs> Ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, I haven't seen Noel all week. No. And he leaves. Uh, well, I very rarely leave my house. Noel has a very full life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I like to uh, live vicariously through Noel as he's a, uh, a guy. A gadabout town. He is a gadabout town. Well, a, a, yeah, he's a gadabout. And uh, uh, so I always like to ask him, how was your week, Noel? It was fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, so as a kid, mm-hmm. I went to a music school uh-huh. in Canada, in London, Ontario, Went to St. Well, Mary's School. <clears throat> that was the name of the music school. It was a Catholic music school? Yes. Huh. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yes. And uh, we had vocal every day. We had orchestra every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I what took, did you play? I took the uh, the double bass. Really? Yep. You I played the, the big double... stand-up bass? Yep. And uh, my buddy, Trevor, also played the bass. And uh, we loved the Stray Cats because that was also, at the time, a band that was out. that That's They right. had a big old bass. Yep. And that guy would do all these bass tricks. Mm-hmm. He'd pick it up and play it like guitar, <laughs> and he'd balance it so he could stand on it with uh-huh. one foot on the hump and one foot in the in the cleft, and uh, and play it. We we learned how to do that. Wow, and was we, that part of your music school training, or did you just teach yourself? Oh, that? that was just us. Uh-huh. We probably could have got big trouble with that one. <laughs> uh, and uh, we we would uh, spin our basses, and in our big uh, grade eight graduation show. We spun the bases. Everyone loved it. Yeah. Trevor also used to write music. Uh huh. And the Pope was coming to Canada. Whoa! Which Pope was this? It was uh, John, John Paul II. Yeah. Uh, the Polish Pope. Yep. And Trevor wrote a song for the Pope. Uh, and they played it for the Pope when the Pope came. Did they really? Yeah. And they, did he play got, on it as well? I don't what? think. I don't know if he did. So they played his music, but he didn't get to play it. I don't know. I don't know the details about that. That's still impressive. Yeah. It also just shows the sort of lack of overall musical talent in Canada. <laughs> no. It's a kid who wrote a song for the Pope, and they played uh-huh. it. Okay. And uh, It's not a blind guy or an armless guy playing guitar with his feet. No, it's not. But it's obviously a talented child who did this. Proof being... Uh, I got a, a few years ago. Paul Schaefer wasn't available. I got back in touch with Trevor over the social media. Just out of the blue? Uh, yeah. Okay. It was. And um, and it's not like we sit there and chit-chat and everything, but we have back and forth a, li- a little bit. And he uh, did all the soundtrack for the TV show Vikings. Really? Amongst a lot of other things. But So he, he's he's for real. Oh, he's yeah. He's, a, he's, he, that's what he does now. Too he's legit a to quit. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Well, he's a composer. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Yeah. Um, you tried to diss him. Well, because I didn't realize. I thought, he, you know, I was really dissing you. I was dissing Canada more than I was dissing Trevor. I have no problem with the fact that a kid 
they used a kid's thing, except for the fact that, you know, in America, there's a lot of, like, well-known professional musicians that they could choose from to play for the Pope. They, they would love to play too. for the Pope. But Trevor, yeah, they would have had, I mean, Pope. in Canada, they, their options were Paul Schaefer, uh-huh. like great Canadian musician. All the musicians are from Canada. And who's the guy with the pockmarked face who did Summer 69? Oh, uh, about Brian... Uh, Brian Adams? Yeah. Brian Adams. There you go. Those were the choices. But the problem is, none of them could come up from America in time. Leonard Cohen? Great Canadian. Uh-huh. Okay. Neil Young? Yeah, and they are, they're all Americans now. I mean, I don't want to break it to you, but I'm going to break it to you. Anyway... Anyway, so he did the music for Vikings. Yeah. He does the music for Vikings. Yeah. That's cool. Um, good for him. I didn't know that was shot in Canada. Uh, no, he lives in Hollywood now, I think. In oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it's fitting yeah. that uh, this is what he does because today's topic, Noel, is... It is Vikings. How to That's get right. rich with them. How to strap on your golden helmet. And right off to Asgard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I found out so much information about Vikings. Yeah. Like, they never had horns on their helmets. They did not. Who knew that? Obviously, a lot of people didn't because everything you see, they've got horns on their helmets. Yep. Anyway. That's anyway. About, that's all I really learned about Vikings. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, <clears throat> that's a lot. And Thor. Yeah. I also learned that Vikings uh-huh. came from Sweden... Denmark and Norway, not Finland. Uh huh. There were no Vikings in Finland. Okay. Why is that? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. You just assume all of Scandinavia, the way they spread out, because they went everywhere. They probably had some there. There weren't any. I'm telling you. I mean, maybe eventually they broke in there. Yeah. But they weren't from there. Anyway, no, Vikings. Vikings, guys. How are you going to get rich from Vikings? I'll tell you. Uh, so, as a kid, I. Loved Leif Erikson, um, the uh, the the pop singer. Leif Erikson, the Viking. Leif Eri- the famous Viking. Oh, I'm thinking of Leif. Uh, Leif, what's his name? There's the pop singer in the 70s. I don't know. I can't remember I his know. last name. All of a sudden, he was uh, he was always on like Tiger Beat and Teen Beat. Okay. And Tiger Teen. Well, anyway, Leif Erikson uh, <clears throat> was a Viking. Mm-hmm. I did a project on him when I was seven years old, and wow. really a lot of the stuff about Leaf I'm going to talk about, I learned when I was seven making this project. <laughs> did, you, did you find your old paper? Is that what you're using Oh, I don't here? have anything. Okay. I don't have anything from when I was a kid, except for my issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so not only was Leif Erikson a cool Viking, but he was the first European to come to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a fact? Is that a known fact? It is a known fact. Okay. Yeah, there is no disputing that. So he was born in Iceland in uh, around 970 BC, or AD, I should say. Uh, his dad was Eric the Red, another famous Viking. Uh, Eric the Red was the founder of the first Norse settlement in Greenland. Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> Eric the Red was not. Uh, Leif Erikson was the founder uh-huh. of the first Norse settlement in Greenland, uh, which was 
of we're just going to drop money facts. First marketing coup <clears throat> ever, which was it's the, the Greenland. So Iceland, beautiful, nice, called Iceland. Uh-huh. So it was a marketing coup. When they founded settlement on Greenland, they named it Greenland to attract people uh-huh. solely for that reason. Uh-huh. There was nothing else about it. Okay. Okay. So You anyway. know, it's interesting, though, uh-huh. because uh, as Greenland is melting away, it's actually very green and verdant okay. underneath that, all that ice. Well, maybe who's this? A seer. Uh, so anyway, um, he was a Christian. He went to Europe at some point when he was younger. I think <coughs> it was Norway. Lived there for a bit. And they was he born Christian? Converted him? No, they, no converted, they converted him. him. And then he uh, decided he was going to spread it all around. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> he went back to Greenland to uh-huh. try and uh, um, get people over. Uh, and his dad be- kind of kicked him out of Greenland be- because of it, or mm-hmm. out, out of uh, Iceland because of it. And uh, his mom uh, converted and opened a whole bunch of churches. So a bunch of uh, Vikings after that were were of the Christians. Yes, uh, the Vikings were apparently instrumental in fighting uh, some of the uh, what were those wars that the that the religious wars of that time period of the 1300s and earlier the uh, uh, Jerusalem. The uh, Crusades? Uh, yes, the Crusades. Really, the Vikings were in the Crusades. Yeah, they, I didn't know that. Members, Viking clans would go. Would go. Christian Viking clans would help. Okay. Uh, in 999, he was sailing to Norway, and got blown off course and saw Canada. Most likely, what he saw actually was Baffin Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then after that, he kept sailing. Saw northern Newfoundland, and eventually he went down and cr- and created Vinland, which were sev- several settlement settlements near the mouth of the Saint Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So he had several permanent settlements uh, set up there. Um, and uh, so the whole Christopher Columbus crap always kind of irked me because of this, because I was a big fan of Leaf as a kid. Well, did uh, Leaf make it to the United, what is now considered the United States of America? Did Christopher Columbus ever step foot in America? No, of course not. Uh, yeah, good point. Leaf Erickson was here. I'm just asking a question. Uh, so it was all Canada with Leaf, right? Did he make his way south? Uh, well, well, yeah. The, there were Vikings got further south too. Yeah, I understand that. I'm asking if he made it south. Probably. He's Leaf Erickson. He's well, the man. He, you so far, uh, it sounds like. Nothing you've told me has impressed me. Like I'm trying to figure out what a seven-year-old would be so enthralled with Leif Erikson about. He discovered Canada purely... He's a Viking. Purely by dumb luck because he got blown off course, couldn't figure his way back, and ended up seeing this island. He was like, oh, wow, there's something. Maybe we'll come back this way once we figure out how to get home. Yeah. His father kicked him out of the house because he converted. Because, you know, being a cool Viking wasn't enough for him. He had to be a Christian Viking. Listen, um, whole Christopher Columbus crap is bull. Yeah, that's fine. Leaf I agree was with here that. first. And then, then there were others here after Leaf before Christopher Columbus who yeah. never stepped foot in America. Everyone knows that. And there were Native Americans there was, in America. Yeah, I'm talking Europeans. So that's all I'm talking okay, about. Okay, fine. Uh, I, I'm, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so a friend of mine I was talking to b- about this at work. Mm-hmm. He told me 
that there are Viking traces pretty far down the coast of America. If you're okay. going to stick to our randomly drawn borders. <laughs> Weirdly, we're talking about the Americas. Right, I understand. Uh, so, uh, and there's also something called the Kensington Norse Runestone uh-huh. that was found in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it was discovered by a Swedish immigrant farmer named Olaf Oman near Kensington, Minnesota in 1898. Mm-hmm. And it appears to tell the tale of travel and attack by someone in 1362. There's a lot of people that doubt its authenticity, but there's people that also feel that the stone was debunked in order to protect the myth of Christopher Columbus. Boo. And uh, this was also right near the time of the Chicago Columbian Exposition. All the more reason to protect Christopher Columbus. Because a country's named after him? Yeah. And at the exposition, Norway sailed a Viking longship mm-hmm. to Chicago mm-hmm. uh, for it. So and, they and sailed had from it. Norway. It was like a World's Fair. Yeah, and then they sailed it up the river. They sailed it, yeah, across and, and up the St. Lawrence and mm-hmm. down uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I believe all of this so far. Um, so uh, many say that this was a diss to Christopher Columbus and also a nod to prove Vikings could have made it that far. Uh, so people have analyzed the runes and claimed they're a code. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, they are actually directions to a Viking longship <clears throat> that went down near Veris, near Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. actually very near Oak Island that we discussed in our treasure episode. Oh, boy. Uh, so uh, researchers, <laughs> I found this on a treasure hunter site called Finder Keepers USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found a tiny island called Hobson Island in the Manhone Bay. Uh, and it's a tiny island. And uh, so what Vikings, when they, when their ships were no longer useful, if they got, you know, mm-hmm. ruined somehow, they'd bury them. So on Hobson Island, uh, there are rocks laid out the exact length of a long ship. Uh and local Micmag uh, indigenous people stories have tales of red-headed men who rode on the back of a whale and crashed into that island. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, Viking ships could carry up to 25 tons of cargo. What was on this ship? Well, I'm going to tell you what's on that ship. Certainly there had to have been something if they felt it necessary to... Uh create a map to where it was exactly and there's uh, there's other things that uh give it hints to what it is and so it is believed that the ship uh held prince harry sinclair a scottish prince who was a known knight templar and the bounty of the knight templar treasure possibly even the holy grail on this ship in Hobson Bay. We know where it is. How come no one's dug it up yet? 
Well, this group is trying to do everything on the up and up and trying uh-huh. to get permits. Oh, okay. And the Canadian government keeps saying, like, well, we don't think something's there. And they're like, there is. Trust us. Yeah. There is. So this is an Illuminati, Knights of Templar kind of scam going on here that they're trying to keep it covered up. Uh, possibly it could be. Well, what else could it be? Why it could just be they... that they can't think outside the box. And they're like, what <clears throat> are you talking about? We already have... Oak Island right here, that's where the treasure obviously is. What do you think? We, we This is just treasure land over here? Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. They're trying to throw them off the scent. It could be. They're trying to, they're trying to, this is what I'm saying. If it is Knights of Templar, uh-huh. right? Like if it was a Knights of Templar, a member of the Knights of Templar on the ship, mm-hmm. and the possibly the Holy Grail was on that ship, uh-huh. Uh, I think we know that the Illuminati and Knights of Templar would not want that found. Possibly. Why would the Knights, the Knights but, of but Templar that doesn't, don't it want... It could just be small-thinking random, people. Random, random treasure seekers. But see, that's where it paid off. You, did, you, you were dissing Leaf for turning Christian and getting kicked out of Iceland because of it. I was dissing Leaf for a lot of things. Because he did uh-huh. is how he got in cahoots with these dudes, and they're like, yeah, Vikings, <clears throat> sail me across to Vinland. So, so... What is Leaf's connection with this in any way, shape, or form? Well, he he went because he went Christian, and then he turned some of these Christians into Vikings. I mean, some of these Vikings into well, Christians. Well, this bay is right by Vinland. Oh, oh okay. So you think that it's uh, 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 Leaf's people who brought him over, brought them over? Well, yeah. It's okay, the, it's the Christian Vikings going to where Leaf founded, and and they're so good at being <clears throat> badass Christians that mm-hmm. they got Knights Templar dudes saying like, hey, I'm not a Viking, but get me on this boat. Yeah, Let's like take the, my the treasure. Old-time version of Machine Gun Preacher. Let's get this Holy Grail out of Scotland that's not mm. doing too good against England. Yeah, okay. And so the thought is... The thought is it's there for the taking. Right. I mean, why don't we just uh, hop on a boat and go out there late at night and dig it up? I'm not. Let's one of our listeners do it and give me 10%. That's what I meant. That's what I meant by we. Yeah. Certainly we must have listeners in Canada Yeah. who are way closer, like it's just a car ride away for them. Yeah, well, boat ride. Well, a car ride to the boat. Okay. I mean, like it's a quick jaunt to the 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 the, 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 the docks. Okay. I guess my question is, is how come... Because I imagine people around there in that na- in that area have heard this story that you're telling. Some may have. Like, how come no one has just gone out there with a shovel and started digging it up? Because they're all hyped up on Oak Island. You think? You yeah. Think even the people who have been there forever, who like probably at this point are like, Oak Island, it's not a thing. Maybe not those Mi'kmaqs, but everyone else. Huh. That's interesting. Maybe they buried some treasure in Oak Island... To keep people off of the scent. No, we talked about that one. That was Blackbeard or whatever. Oh, right. They know who that that one's from. Right. They know who all the stuff's from. Okay. That's it, you guys. Uh, Yeah. No, that's solid. I'm with you, 100%. Treasure hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Get rich with treasure hunting. And and even if you're not religious and, and you don't buy the Holy Grail thing, which I'm not religious... But other people do. And, hey, let me tell you something. If you've got the Holy Grail, whether it's holy or not, 
I bet you'd be religious if you put your Big lips money. to the Holy Grail and a miracle happened. If a miracle happened, yeah. maybe. It cured your uh, hepatitis. <laughs> That's halitosis. I'm sorry, halitosis. <laughs> I get my H's mixed up all the time. Yeah, if, if it cured your halitosis, you would suddenly be a believer. Wouldn't well, you? You can admit it. It's fine. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. That I'm, sounds like a yes. I'm pretty solid in my uh, non-beliefs. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, that's a solid idea, Noel. Good story. Uh, uh, lots of good information there. The exact opposite of what I'm going to give you right now. Okay. But it's going to make you a lot of money. Okay. That's all so, that matters. So I was looking up uh, <clears throat> Vikings, and I was just sort of doing general sort of searching about the history of Vikings and that sort of thing. And, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting. Vikings is not an actual uh, uh, people. Uh-huh. It actually means pirates is what it is. It's it's the Scandinavian, it's a old Scandinavian word for pirates. Um, and uh, But what I was really interested in is that, you know, I had known that the Vikings had traveled, obviously, all over Scandinavia and had made it to the British Isles and uh, uh, Iceland and Greenland and had made their way uh, to North America uh-huh. as well and had even set up colonies such as Vinland. Um, but I didn't realize that they made their way into the Slavic countries. They uh-huh. made their way into Russia. Yep. And in fact, the reason Russia is called Russia is because the Slavs, the Arabs, and the Byzantines uh, called the Vikings, their name for the Vikings were Ros or Rus. Okay. And uh, the Vikings who visited the Slavic, Slavic lands, that's where they came from. They, were, they came from an area called Roslagen in east central Sweden. Um, and there's a belief that the, that the, that, uh, the Scandinavian uh, 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 Vikings uh-huh. were a big part of what created the what was became known as the Kievan Rus Federation, and then became the early states of Russia and Belarus. All right, um, and so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about Vikings and what they did. Right, so Vikings were pillagers. Sure, right, they would go pillage coastal towns, steal, rape take yeah do whatever they want they're the mongols of the west oh that's the, an the excellent seaborne mongols of the west okay now you're stretching it the seaborne blonde mongols of the west well the, the mongols uh weren't didn't like water were they cats they didn't like they didn't like going on water well they were landlocked they had horses yeah but even even after they expanded they had real problems with uh boats why because they it, it was just like in their traditions that don't do it. Was this? Uh, were you really interested in the Mongols after you finished with uh, Leif Erikson? Did you I, get into? Kublai I read a Khan? book about the Mongols, uh, probably about ten years ago now, and it. I've been obsessed, obsessed. with them since. Okay. I love them. Um, did you watch fascinating. that? Did you watch that Netflix Marco Polo show? No. Oh. Is it about Mongols? Well, I it's a, it was about Marco Polo. It's about Marco Polo and his relationship with uh, with uh, Kublai Khan. Okay. Um, Big fat dude playing Kublai Khan. Okay, but yeah, it's all about the Mongols, really. Don DeLuise. Really 
No, it is not Dom DeLuise. I don't know what the actor's name <laughs> is. He would have done is. a good job, though. He would have. Could you imagine Dom DeLuise sticking it up? <laughs> they would have put, like, tape on his eyes to yep. make him look Asian. Oh, God, that would never fly. That's like the last time you would see something like that is in the 70s. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, guys. So uh, I was thinking to myself, man, that's amazing that, you know, they made it that far. And then I was... Started thinking about, but okay, that has neither here nor there, and what does that have to do with really anything? And then I was thinking to myself, you know, the Vikings did whatever they wanted. Uh The pillage they took, they enslaved people. Uh, You know, slavery was a big part of their their being. They they sold slaves to Constantinople, Mm -hmm. to the Arabs. They kept slaves themselves. The slaves were very much a put-upon class in the Vikings and it was a big part of how they ran their homes and their, their farms and made money. Um, and I started thinking about, there was a, there's a class system, a very specific class system in, uh, in, 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 uh, Viking people. And there were the slaves, which were called the thralls. And then there were the, uh, uh, sort of free people, mm-hmm. but who essentially worked almost like slaves, uh, uh, and they were called the Jarls. And then there were the uh, top people who were the landowners and the leaders and the moneyed uh, many, and I can't remember what they were called, but they were like the 1%, basically, right? Uh-huh. And they lorded over everybody sure. around the whole deal. And they were the ones that would rape and pillage and do all that stuff. And, of course, I started to think about current times. And I was sort of looking around, and and, and <clears throat> I don't know how. I started looking up uh, slavery, modern-day slavery, uh-huh. and then also sort of like people selling their lives for money. And I came across all this stuff that, like, the first thing I came across was that Iran is the only country right now where it is legal to sell your organs. Uh-huh. And uh, this is a big thing amongst the poor. They will sell their kidneys, and they basically put up, they go around the local hospitals, particularly the ones that specialize in, in transplants, and they put up signs on board saying, you know, kidney for sale, here's my number, and this is what I'm charging for it. And people will call you up from that thing and come and meet with you and get you tested and then they'll buy your kidney from you. And then through that I got through this whole thing about, you know, there's one side of the the world thinks that of the of the fence thinks that selling your kidneys is a terrible thing and exploits the poor. But there's another side that says, "Hey, you're poor. You should be able to sell whatever the fuck you want, whatever uh-huh. you got, and that could take you out of poverty." All right? Then as I was going through, I was seeing that in India, Parents are selling their children like crazy mm-hmm. for money, their kids. And then I thought to myself, man, wouldn't rich people, you know, you're seeing sort of the craviness of the oligarchy mm-hmm. in this world right now, right? Yeah. These really rich people uh, have no problem now sort of showing you how horrible that they can be to other people. Sure. Wouldn't they love to actually be able to go and act like real Vikings, right? And hop on boats and go to villages Uh 
and kill and rape and destroy and keep slaves and do the whole thing. And I was like, there's an idea there, but where could you do it? Uh Right? Where would you be able to get away with doing something like this? Russia. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I was looking up, you know, how much how much would it cost for you to get away with murder uh-huh. in Russia? Right? Like, is that a possible thing? And I came across this article, and I don't know if this happened. It was from 2011. If this and it was for this <laughs> it was for this reality show. Uh-huh. The name I can't remember. I forgot to write it down. But this Russian millionaire named Yevgeny Pialkovsky became was came up with this idea where it was this extreme contest where he was going to take uh, thirty people from different countries, drop them in the middle of the uh, what is it called the Ukrainian. Not the Ukrainian, sorry. The uh, the Siberian taiga, the boreal forest, where in the wintertime it reaches minus 40 degrees Celsius. Uh-huh. Okay? Um, drop them there, and it's basically a survival game. You're in the middle of the, of the taiga. There are cameras everywhere, and anything goes. Uh-huh. And he literally said... Contestants from different countries seeking a 1.3 million pound prize will be issued with knives, not guns, and expected to hunt and fish for food to stay alive. The shocking rules say everything is allowed. Fighting, alcohol, murder, rape, smoking, anything. Televised. Yeah. Well, not necessarily televised, but but it was going to be broadcast, webcast. He had permission to do this. He had no compunction to say to not say that you know uh uh this wasn't going to be okay you can't kill people he's like do whatever you have to do to survive uh-huh. so russia it seemed like the obvious thing yeah then it was like okay but how are you going to get people to uh uh be willing to get raped and killed and then i was like people are willing to sell their organs for like 300 bucks in iran yeah they're willing to uh, uh, sell their children yeah. for not a large sum of money. Why wouldn't they be willing to sell one of their family members' lives for a substantial sum of money? Yeah, say a hundred grand to large families, poor families, obviously, but anyone who wants to apply. I mean, look, it seems pretty clear that it's probably going to be pakistanis indians iranians poor people poor brown people to start with uh-huh. but eventually as this thing takes off poor white people are going to want to get in on the act sure you know and the family gets x amount of dollars and look you may live for a long time it's not a guarantee you're going to die you're going to be transplanted to a village in russia mm-hmm. on the water uh there's going to be several of them so it's not you're not just going to the same village over and over again and, you know, you can maybe supplicate yourself to the Vikings and they won't kill you. Maybe they will. That's a risk you have to take. But you're getting paid for it. You're, you're being bought off. Your life is being purchased. And basically, you can charge the 1%, the incredibly wealthy, an enormous sum of money 
to be real Vikings. Sure. For a week, for a month, for a day. They'll live in long homes and eat, you know, uh, joints of meat. Uh, 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 they'll sail boats to far off lands and kill people and rape them and keep slaves just like they've always wanted to do. And you will charge them a fortune for this. Then on top of it, you're going to webcast it. Okay. And it's going to be a subscription rate. And you're going to make so much money, Noel, it's going to be pouring sure. out of your nose. Cannibal and Cop would buy a subscription. Cannibal Cop? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Lots of people would. Sure. Lots of people would. All I'm saying is you'll make a lot of money off of this. Okay. It's not going to cost you a lot. 300 bucks for a kidney. What's the rest of the body going to get? Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it. So what, you pay them like 100 grand to live in one of these villages for a year? No, for like till they're killed. No, like no, no, that, no, no, no. It's got to be an out. They got to have an out. Why do they have to have an out? Because people used to sell themselves to be to be executed for uh-huh. other people's crimes. Uh, uh, in New York, in the eighteen hundreds, for a small sum of money, just to because they were so poor. Okay. The deal is, your family gets a hundred grand in some country where a hundred ga- grand. That's it. You're good. Yeah. Your family's good. Kids get a great education, get a nice family, gets a nice house. They're taken care of, right? Um, but you now are the property. You are owned by uh, Viking Incorporated. Okay. Russian LLC. All right. You know what uh, Josh and I always dream of being owned by? By corporate America. Uh-huh. Uh, so every week we uh, like to explore the ways we're actively pursuing selling out to corporate America in our, what we like to call our newest segment, Josh and Noel Sell Out. You know the typical ways. What are they, Noel? You can go to RadioForBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel show page, hit mm-hmm. the sponsor button, and pledge an amount. Half that money goes to Josh and I. Yeah. Keeps us rich. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn, keeps them poor. How about this? Uh-huh. I'm going to make a, this is what I'm going to say, yep. to, to to motivate the people who have made their money and haven't given us our 10% yet. Okay. Once we get our first tithe of 10%. Our if, next tithe, you mean. Uh, right, our next tithe. I'm sorry. Once we get our next tithe of 10%. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> whatever anyone donates uh, on our show page. We'll give it all to Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay. Because we don't need it, and that's that's us giving back. That's us paying it forward. Okay. In the meantime, if uh, you just want to skip us and go straight to Radio Free Brooklyn, you can go to the RadioFreeBrooklyn.org webpage, hit the pledge button, and pledge an amount one time or reoccurring. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. None of that money goes to Josh and I, and you get a tax break because... Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. Uh, but all you Viking companies out there. <laughs> like Viking Ranges. Like Viking Ranges. And Viking Cruises. Viking Cruises. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Who suffered a terrible loss. They did. This past week. Iceland, the country. Yeah. Got a lot of tourism going. Norway. Yeah. Sweden. Come on, hit us up. Greenland? Uh, you know, I forgot to say something what? about Christopher Columbus, too. Uh-oh. 
there is a lot, and this isn't conspiracy. This is actually a lot of like scholastic th- okay. thoughts that think that there's a letter where he wrote saying that he had gone to Iceland at some point, and a lot of people believe that he found out about the Americas from Iceland because they just knew about it. Yeah, of course they would. And so he wasn't even original there. Um, you guys... Don't tell Italian people that. They get very angry. <laughs> Italian-Americans get he very angry. He wasn't Italian either. I know. The Italian-Americans get very angry about... No, he was Italian. Well, but he, Italy wouldn't do anything with him. Right, he, had to go but to... he, he was an Italian who had to go to Spain to get the funding to do that trip, but yeah. he was an Italian. He was an Italian. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, they get very upset when you say I, that. I don't that get the whole Christopher Columbus yeah. thing. It's because for years, that's all they had to hold on to. Leif Erikson. Yeah, well, you know, all the Scandinavians in this country have something. And yet, it's interesting to me that all the Scandinavians in this country uh-huh. went to, like, the most landlocked areas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you guys, out of thanks for letting us explore our dreams like that, uh, we have a topic every week, and in that topic, we explore ways for you to get so wealthy. Yeah, it's going to be so a live one today. Fast. There's also, we, we take another little mini topic and we slip it in there for you to make even more money. This week, it sounds like it's a live read. Yep. yep. <laughs> so uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones. Of Josh Rubin telling you how to get rich. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. If someone has grown up male in the United States, odds are that he doesn't have a foreskin. Most Americans likely haven't given this much thought, and if they have, it's probably along the lines of, good, it's better that way. Right, Noel? Mm Mm-hmm. But a growing number of men and women known as intactivists are expressing outrage about being circumcised, which they call an unnecessary amputation, before they were old enough to understand the implications of procedure and consider providing consent. As adults, short of undergoing a complex surgery that transplants scrotal tissue onto the penile shaft or practicing a body mod technique called tugging, which you have explained to me in the past, no? Yeah, body modification episode. Uh-huh. That can sometimes stretch the remaining foreskin tissue back over the head of the penis. These men have been left to wonder what would sex be like with a foreskin. Now, a company, a company called Foregen, uh-huh. Foregen, right? purports to soon be able to help these men answer the question by using regenerative medicine to regrow their foreskins. Much like a salamander can regrow a severed appendage. Uh-huh. The belief is, is that there are hundreds of millions of men around the world who have no foreskin that want it back. Yeah. Uh, the premise behind Forgen is that if we are regenerating entire body, body parts for more complex body parts, why not apply this to the only body part that hundreds of millions of boys are missing? The process described would involve taking a donor foreskin and decellularizing it or 3D printing a new cellular skeleton then reseeding the, de- the decellularized matrix with stem cells matched to the recipient. They'll pick up the cellular signals and grow into full tissue. Okay. They started off 
with a uh, 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 a crowdfunding was so successful with that that they got VCs interested, and now they say they are about two years away from making this an actual reality. Okay. So there is a company. There's big money in foreskins, people. Yeah, and hey, if you want to open up your own company off that same idea, just you know, piggybacking on it, you can uh, have that medicine and stuff applied to someone's head, and they have their own hoodie. Grow your own hoodie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'd have to get very excited to peel it back. You have to be really excited about taking it off. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. There you go. But uh, I know how much you love and miss your foreskin. <laughs> Noel, that I felt that that one was for you. I'm very glad to be they, circumcised, they guys. Don't, they don't have a price yet. They haven't listed what the price is, but I'm sure it's not going to be cheap. Uh-huh. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people willing to pay it. I'm sure there is. You guys, Vikings, how are we going to get rich with them? I don't know, Noel, how? I'm going to tell you. Tell me. Matter of fact, uh Vikings, one of the things that amazing about them to me is how they flourished so strongly in such cold environments. They loved it. Back then, man, that you know, that there, there's no joke. You didn't have insulation, you didn't have central heating, but you did. You had all those things. Ah, come on, not like not like we do. They I I know they had some sure they insulated things with dung. And fur? Come on. You know what I'm saying. It's amazing to me that these dudes flourished and survived and thrived in such cold. They loved the cold, right? Sweden, Iceland, Denmark, Greenland, everywhere they went was frickin' cold. Uh, They had some ways of staying warm, though. For instance, they would collect tree bark fungus called touchwood. Uh, they would then take it and boil it for several days in urine, and then they would pound it down. I like how you say the in urine like as an aside, <laughs> when that's a very key part of the process. <laughs> is the urine is important in this. Yeah, it is. It is, actually. Uh, so they, they boil for several days in urine. Is that a better <laughs> read? Uh, and then pounded it down. Uh, the sodium nitrate in the urine made the material smolder rather than burn. So it could be carried around for a long time, burning the whole time, smoldering away. Uh, so you always had fires, basically. You could always, it was portable fire. Portable fire. Uh, it made me think of, uh, have you ever seen those Zippo hand warmers? I've not seen Zippo, but I, I, uh, are they, do they use like flame? They use lighter fluid. Oh, they're the metal cases, right? Yeah, they look yeah, they remember look like those. a Zippo with like uh, holes in the in the lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you put lighter fluid in it, and it somehow it like smolders it, and for twelve hours it's a hand warmer. I remember one like that that used charcoal. Mm-hmm. It used like a charcoal stick that would just smolder, a thin charcoal stick that was heavily insulated so it wouldn't burn you. Yeah. But it would get everything warm. Yeah, so uh, those things last 12 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nothing close to how long your touch wood will burn. That's true. So what you're going to do is you're going to make portable Viking hand warmers, mm-hmm. make your own touch wood, mm-hmm. 
Everyone takes a whiz. Hey, just collect that PP. Collect it. Always have a pot on the stove. We've always talked about. Can you use any PP for it? Does it have to be human PP? I think it's probably any. Like the chemical compounds are pretty much the same. You just want the sodium nitrate out of it. Okay. So uh, why don't you just take sodium since we're in the, the 21st century? Part of the lure, man. This is a Viking <laughs> hand warmer. You have cool Viking carvings on them. Uh-huh. Uh, you have this. It, it's going to burn a lot longer than 12 hours. These guys would take this stuff from Greenland to Canada, and they'd have fire the whole time. You can have all the, all, all the, all the Swedish and Icelandic guys that are on Game of Thrones can be your spokespeople they for sure it. sure can. <clears throat> uh, and uh, you're going to make a lot of money with this, guys, and you're yeah. going to keep people warm. Ladies with cold hands, mm-hmm. love it. Big money. Yeah, it is. I like it. It's a good idea, getting in on the hand warmer game. Yeah. What do you need those disposable crappy ones that you buy for a buck no. and throw away when you can have a fucking bespoke, artisanal, made by real Vikings in yeah. the real Viking fashion of piss and touch wood? I, I wouldn't. Why would you want anything else? Well, it could be metal on the outside, maybe with yeah. some, some whalebone on it or something. Sure. Yeah, I'm down with all of that. Elephant tusks. Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. There you go. Eh, I'm down with all of it. Good. Noel. Yeah. We've made a lot of money now. We have made a lot of money. What are we going to do with all that money? Um... <laughs> Well, I guess we're going to need to spend it yeah. on something. Is that uh-huh. what you're trying to get me to say? <laughs> <laughs> trying to go there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to have to spend it. Uh, Josh, do you have any ideas how? I do, as a matter of fact, All Noel. All right, then please take it away. Spend that money! <laughs> so I'm a sommelier here in New York, and I wanted you to experience one of the most sought-after and allocated heralded wines over the years. This comes from Hungary from the Tokai region. And why is it so sought after? It's expensive because it's also incredibly rare. So you couldn't even really buy this bottle if you wanted to. My restaurant only gets one bottle a year. One bottle a year? One bottle. Only a couple hundred come into the United States. So uh, we have here crystal spoons from Hungary. And these will fit about a drop. Okay, so we have here one ounce of Asensia. Does that look like $250 to you? Hold on, okay, so, hold on. So the spoonful is $250. The spoonful. Not the bottle. How much would a bottle of this cost? So if you wanted to buy, like, let's say the remainder in this bottle would probably cost five grand. Five grand for that bottle. But for the remainder? How how full was it at that point? I think she had just poured out the two ounces for them to try and the little crystal spoons. But it's not a terribly big bottle of wine. It's not like a, a 750 ml bottle of wine. This is a wine that is made from uh, what are called noble grapes, which are grapes that have started to raisinate, mm-hmm. but they're not fully raisined. So you, there's still a tiny little bit of juice in it. And so they have to really squeeze a shit ton of grapes to get a, a full bottle out of it. And then it's got very low alcohol. It's like super low alcohol. You uh-huh. could drink an entire bottle and not even get a buzz. But it's v- super sweet and apparently super delicious. Okay. Zenzia. I wouldn't want it in a spoon. I would want it in a glass because I'm clumsy and I would spill it in a spoon. But you're literally, it's so, ex- the idea is it's so expensive 
that you are you just take a little bit and apparently the flavor is so intense that you wouldn't want to drink a whole bottle a whole glass of it. No, 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 but I'd still want you would it, want it in a, like a even shot if it's the glass. Same amount. Sure, I think that's just the the whole spoon thing is 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 a uh, shtick. It's a ritual. Okay, it's the way it's been done for hundreds and hundreds of years. Okay, you know the servants would feed the 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 kings the wine in a spoon. Okay, so there you go. No, yeah, there you go. Uh, so hey guys, if you want to get in touch with us and give us ideas for a show, feedback, if you want to. Uh, you know, tell us where we can find Daniel Alley so he can be on the show. Mm. Or if you are Daniel Alley and you want to be on the show. I can't imagine he doesn't listen to this show. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. He must love us. Yeah. Well, Daniel, you can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere that you can get a podcast. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. If you want to listen to us in podcast form, we implore you. Sometime tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get there a little early for our Art Star scene. Stick around a little late for It's All Nice on Ice. And then after that, Hell Wave. Hell Wave! Hell Wave! I think the Hell Wave show goes great with the Viking show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Heavy metal and Vikings. Yes! That is the music of Scandinavia. Yeah, it sure is. They love it. They love it. So, Noel. Yeah. You guys, we have full faith in all our ideas. How do you know that they're good enough to quit your job, to take out loans, to alienate yourself from your family and friends? <laughs> Why alienate yourself? Because it's time for you to buckle down. Oh, I see. Okay. And you don't want them hanging on your coattails. No. Motherfuckers. They just want some of your money. How do you know that, that our ideas are, are true blue? How? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by Josh. Where do our rules come from this week? I do? Yeah. Um, Our rules this week come from Business Insider. Nine things rich people choose to do that poor people don't. Okay. You ready for this, Noel? Yeah. Associate with positive, successful people. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what we, what the Vikings did when they... Went and converted and then went to Greenland and built churches and then they went to Vinland and made settlements and communed with the Mackinac people. Yeah, there you go. Um, Number two, the rich are willing to promote themselves and their value. Yeah. (laughs) Uh huh. <laughs> That's uh, when when they go to Russia and they and they rape and murder people. Right. Oh, 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 you so poo poo that. <laughs> that was such a tone, aren't you, Mister Holier than now? I just think they should now? be able to buy out after a year. I don't. Why? Imagine but, how many people you'd have to pay then. Yeah. The idea is you only pay when you need to. I'm just saying you can do that if you want, but you know. Uh, and uh, we're two for two, Noel, yeah. so that means we're getting rich. Sure do. So once again, for Josh. And Noel will spend all that knowledge in one place. Oh.